Hey everyone, welcome to Stuttering Demystified and Beyond. My name is Lori Melnitsky. I direct all island speech and stuttering therapy. I help people who stutter transform their lives into more fluent speakers and more confidence. I help speech pathologists understand stuttering and I also work with ADHD. I am also a person who stutters and stutters stuttered very severely. And in this episode, I'm excited to talk to you about a very important topic. And that topic is why does stuttering ebb and flow? Why do sometimes I bring my child to therapy and they do really well for three months? Or I don't, and all of a sudden, again, they start stuttering. Why, what are the ebbs and flows? Is it all related to anxiety? And I'm so thrilled to share this topic with you, to share information, because this is something that used to happen to me years ago, not as much now as I've gotten into a more structured therapy program, have worked on a lot of self-care, and I see this with many of the adults. Self-care, continued speech therapy when needed, more intensive therapy, and more self-compassion, confidence, and not beating ourselves up. And with parents, I see it more as they understand what stuttering is. So there's a misconception that people only stutter more if they're nervous. And I talk about this with a lot of the teenagers that I work with because people seem to think that it's only anxiety driven and it's not. You can be in the most relaxed state and stutter because stuttering is happening because your vocal folds are vibrating and they're hitting themselves harder and the airflow isn't coordinated. And as you stutter more, you're trying to coordinate more and you may or may not know how. You might be shaming yourself and saying, I can't believe I can't say these words. There are people who are called covert people who stutter, who are kind of hiding it. And they're not sure when they want to use the words and take a risk of stuttering or just hide it. So you might think that your child or your family member isn't stuttering as much and they might not be saying anything they really want. And the other day I spoke with a 15 year old who said, I really can't say what I want and I change words and I really feel stupid. So yes, it does ebb and flow because of the nature and the cyclical nature of stuttering. But as you learn certain strategies, you know how to kind of at least find ways to manage it. There are some people who can manage it more. Now, are there certain situations that make it worse? Yes, for example, public speaking is very hard for most people. It is hard for me 
that can make it worse, not just because of anxiety, because it's a lot of speaking and a lot of pausing and you can get tired. I get tired when I'm public speaking and I've, and I'm, and I'm still working on this ways of being a better public speaker, ways of phrasing out words and ways of getting my concepts out clearer at the same time, trying to use some of my strategies at the same time, trying not to beat myself up, beat myself up, beat myself up if I stutter. In childhood, stuttering can change. It can start, it can disappear, it can reappear. And I even have seen a lot with ADHD where it seems to appear at an older age. And that could be part of the language formulation with ADHD also. So there was actually um, an article in the Washington Post in Ju on June 27th, which is my wedding anniversary, um, June 27th, 2006. It was by the researchers at Vanderbilt, Vanderbilt University. And it really talked about, and the name of the article is Another Side to Stuttering, New Findings, suggesting emotional component component to speech disorder may offer clues to treatment. So it's an, it's an interesting article. It's by Sandra G. Boodman, B-O-O-D-M-A-N. And again, it's called Another Side to Stuttering, New Findings Suggesting Emotional Component to Speech Disorder May Offer Clues to treatment by Sandra Boodman. So it talks a lot about the importance of early intervention because remember, if you if we can intervene early, we can sort of knock out and address some of the emotional components that come with stuttering later on. So it's important to really try and get early intervention. And that could be in the form of either for you as parents, because there's nothing wrong with having a parent meeting to really understand what stuttering is. When you get older, there are more emotional components that come in. So I'm going to give you an example. So I have a young boy who I work with, who was around eight, who decided that he wanted to do the morning announcements in school once a week. Most people did not know he stuttered. He changed words. And we worked a lot together on talking about stuttering, on confidence, on breathing to just try and 
overall relaxed because he said he was overall anxious. So it wasn't really connected so much to the stuttering. He just said he was, you know, overall anxious in the morning. Once he was able to get some of these emotions out of the way and speak to his family members about stuttering, he was able to use some of his strategies and build up his confidence to talk on the loudspeaker. And that was the best text that I got one night when he said, I spoke on the loudspeaker, nobody laughed at me, and I was proud. But the important thing is that he was proud of himself and he had stopped beating himself up. All of us know as parents, we can tell our kids they're the most fabulous thing in the world. And usually as parents, we say the wrong thing, right? I mean, how many kids wake up, they're like, you know, asking you which outfit they should wear. You help them pick out an outfit. They put it on and say, why did you tell me to wear that outfit? I hated it. Um, so they, so young kids start at a young age to try and develop their inner strength. And the more they can do it, the more they can take control of their speech. So because it ebbs and flows, do we get help for stuttering? We absolutely get help. So that doesn't mean that a middle middle schooler who comes to therapy for three months will never need speech therapy after that. It means they got some tools to learn for that time. That could last them a year, that can last them a month, or that can last them nine years. But Generally speaking, the more control we can get of ourselves, the more self-care of ourselves, the less we start, we get frustrated, the less we love ourselves and take some care for ourselves, the more control we're going to really have. And It's interesting because I always see around holidays in December, Thanksgiving, February break, the beginning and end of school, that there's an increase in stuttering. And in this article of the Washington Post, they talk about some kids, and I'm assuming adults also, who are just inherently reactive. There are some kids with ADHD who are just inherently reactive. There are some kids who can self-regulate much more. And there's a lot more research that has to be done about this. But, But it's important to understand that there's nobody to blame. But if you have a child who's doing really well, and all of a sudden, holidays hit, the best advice I can give you is try and take a breath and realize that this is a highly excitable time of year and it could go back down in a week. But the same thing happens when they're really excited and they're telling you a story. So there are some 
people, some kids who are just more internally upset, they get easily agitated. So I can tell you, for me especially, I can be sometimes, one of my hardest situations was being around my friends who I love, and I'll tell you why. Because I don't wanna hide what I say, I wanna say what I want, and I wanna be a more spontaneous speaker. But the more you can stick with therapy, the more you can work on yourself as a person, the more you will have control of your inner emotions. So a great thing is to kind of think of, visualize going over a mountain. You're frustrated, you wanna say what you wanna say, but you can't get over that mountain. What are you gonna do to get over that mountain? Think about it, visualize it. What are you going to do to get over the mountain? And there's a great book called Take a Leap. I just wanna make sure I know the author because I forgot to look it up. Um, but there's a book called, oh, I'm sorry. It's called The Big Leap. It's by Gay Hendricks. The Big Leap, Conquer Your Hidden Fear and Take Life to the Next Level by Gay Hendricks. And he talks about certain levels of fear or certain levels of creativity that you have to get over to get to the next level. So stuttering, like many other things in life, we, we have to get over a mountain I am a strong believer as someone who uses speech strategies a lot and is a proud person. I'm, I'm not a proud person who, stu who stutters or a proud person who's not. I'm just a proud person who feels like I've done the best I can in life and kept trying to improve and invest in myself and make myself more confident and less fearful. And the same thing for parents who are trying to invest in their kids and have them take control of their lives. So stuttering ebbs and flows, but I have a lot of adults who will tell you it doesn't ebb and flow that much anymore. They've taken control, they've invested in themselves because it's so important to them and they continued to go to fluency therapy and, and also work on conquering fears. So again, this is Laurie Melnitsky. Thank you so much for listening to Stuttering, Demystified, and Beyond. And if you want to read more, my website is www.all islandspeech.com. We provide workshops for speech language pathologists. We provide therapy online for stuttering and public speaking. And we provide ADHD coaching for college students and adults. Have a wonderful day.